The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Tuesday, August 21st, 2018, season 14, episode number 29. Welcome to another edition of The Break, live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Welcome, and uh, we appreciate you guys taking some time with us today to talk a little Cowboys football. How's everybody? Great. We good? Awesome. Yeah. Thanks. Awesome. Sorry for those uh, that delay. We were supposed to start a little earlier. We had some technical difficulties. Our man Kent got everything back rolling, so I uh, appreciate you guys hanging out and waiting around. Uh, and now we'll go ahead and get to it. Let's talk first about a couple signings the Cowboys had yesterday. Cowboys get a safety. Anybody excited? They uh, signed Dominic Sanders. Oh, cool. No. Cool. How are you? Awesome. <laughs> right. <laughs> don't don't do Dominic like that. We Uni- don't know Dominic. University of Dominic Georgia. Like yeah. Ge- Georgia. Georgia. A lot of a lot of interceptions at Georgia. At, at Georgia. Yeah, like sixteen in in four years. Oh, at, wow. Three every year, at least. That's impressive. Yeah. I mean, but I, I don't actually know where he went after Philadelphia. Philadelphia signed him, cut him quickly. I think he was with a couple of teams. He hmm. bounced around a little bit. This is a camp body, if there's ever been one. I mean, yeah. this, is, this is the guy to kind of fill some, you know, just practice, basically. Just just please go out there and practice so Tyree Robinson doesn't get every snap. Yep. So, so they, they basically cut him right away, and then he hasn't been with anyone since then. I didn't then. think so. So, so are they doing more? Because they still have an issue that could possibly be here if Xavier yeah, Woods can't they, play. They, they did more, or they are doing more right now. Um, they are, if if the paperwork's not official, they are expected to or are going to sign Jerron Johnson, who is a classic veteran safety. Uh, he played with Chris Richard in Seattle for five years. He was like their third or fourth safety there. Special teams, it kind of looking over his resume, it sounds like he was their Kayvon Frazier, just to kind of give you an idea of what he did. Uh, he played all 16 games on their Super Bowl teams. Uh, he spent a year with Washington, got hurt in training camp last year and was out of football. I think I read he was coaching high school uh, when they called him. So, um, he, I mean, he's a he's a established veteran, not a guy that I think you should get excited about. But you think? But a guy that's the thought give is him, he can give you a week. He's supposed to. He's supposed to practice today, and yeah, I mean, he'll at least help you get through these two preseason games, if nothing else. Do you feel comfortable if, no. if Xavier would? No, <laughs> I have to ask the question, Dan. Yeah, I know. No, at this point, you can't keep asking the question. But you do have to ask the question because I think that's the thing that fans are sitting out there listening right now, and they're like, "All right, I hear all that, but." Can this guy play week one if Xavier see, if Xavier Woods isn't out well, there? Well, see the thing about can it. Can he play? Yes. Can he play? Is he can he play good? well enough that the Cowboys don't get torched week he one? He might be better than Xavier Woods. That's the thing about Xavier. You don't even know what he's gonna do. I mean, he yeah, he's gonna be decent, but when the lights come on and you're the starting safety, I'm not sure. You know, we don't know about him either. So that's you know, I'd just go find me a guy that you know about. I I mean I don't I the and then you know tired of that as long as we're touching on well I know who you're talking about but (laughs) as far as I know Georgia Loca is still out there I've I've heard you know 
the, the Cowboys are interested, but not that interested, which like that just... In other words, if it comes to us, if it falls to us for the right money... That's so Cowboys. Like, I mean, I don't know. I, I, fans ask me that, and I don't know how to answer. I'm like, I don't really get it either. Yeah, I didn't get why they didn't want Tyron Matthew. I didn't get why they didn't want any of those other guys. It's not a scheme fit. I understand. I don't buy it. What um, about... Um, is there any truth to the fact that he's similar to Eric Reed? Oh, I don't. I haven't looked that hard into it to be hundred percent honest. I think that might be a case with Aloka. There might um, that, but I, I think the other part to it too is you have to think about is it seems to me. You guys correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems to me that the the theory or at least the strategy around here for the last several years is they just don't want to spend big money in free agency. They look at it well, as go eight Nathan. They look uh, whatever the I results. Mean, all I'm saying is it just appears that and that's not something that they I, they look hey. at strategically as a good thing. They feel like they want to home grow their talent. I, Rather than going out and spending in free agency. I understand. And they've done a fantastic job. Like, all of the important pieces of this team are homegrown, and they've done a good job holding on to them. But you got the money. And it. I, I'm sorry. I don't know exactly what – maybe it's more than I think. But it just doesn't sound like a bank-breaking deal would have to be done to get this guy. Yeah. And I mean, Ty, Tyron Matthews is better than him, and he signed on for one year $7 million. I mean, really? So – and developing guys, I mean, that's a long-term again, process. It's not like you're going to get it done in one year. It takes a few years to develop different guys at different positions and to build that full-on team. It's also, to quote a favorite phrase of football coaches everywhere, it's not cutting time. Like, it's two weeks until the season. Yeah. That's, you know, developing guys and not wanting to spend money in free agency is for March. Now it's like, we need a guy who we trust isn't going to screw this up. However, that's the part that we're not talking about, and and I'd love to get your thoughts. But maybe they saw on film what what Cincinnati saw, absolutely. In that he is a player that was pretty good for a while, and yeah. last year fell off. And they're like, we may take him for a cheap amount, but we're not investing any because we don't think he's any better than Kayvon Frazier. One hundred, one hundred percent. Like you're absolutely right. Maybe they saw. Maybe that's true. Maybe it's actually true. Like maybe he really isn't worth the investment, but. It's a rare situation. Like if we were talking about a wide receiver, I would get it, or or maybe even uh, you know an a, a offensive lineman for the back end of the depth chart. But look at this team's safeties right now. Jeff <laughs> Jeff Heath is a great. I great is maybe overstating. It. I think Jeff Heath is a really solid starter. I like right. him a lot. After that, what you I don't mean, know what you got? You got you have no idea. Yeah. I've been saying that all off season. Kayvon Frazier and Xavier Woods might be future pro bowlers. How do you know that right now? And one of them can't play right now I mean, physically. It, so if your wide receivers can't make plays, then you punt. And if your running back can't, you know, hit the hole, then, then you're, you know, you punt. Um, but if your left tackle can't do his job, then the quarterback can get hurt. And if your safety doesn't do his job, it's a 65 yard touchdown. So it's one of those positions where if, if you don't get it short up, it could be really bad for you. And so, um, you know, I don't, you just know they're going to do something. It's just kind of antsy because it's like, something's happening here. I mean, it can't be this. It's just not going to be this. Even the Kayvon Frazier, it's not going to be Kayvon Frazier. You think you're a hundred percent confident of that? That I could, I can envision a scenario where they just try to get through Jerron Johnson and Frazier just to maybe just hope get, for game week hopefully one. Just, week. and just hope that Woods can be ready if, f- as quickly as possible. It I, doesn't even sound like Byron Jones is an option, which I mean, and they sh- he shouldn't be. I honestly, I think that would be a short-sighted, terrible decision. Well, that 
he is has been sort of short sighted though, right? But, but but no, I think I I would rather go that route you were saying before, where you're just gonna kind of piecemeal that thing for a week, maybe two, and see what you have to do, rather than taking a guy that wasn't great at safety. I mean, he had issues at safety. You get him to corner, and he's actually showing signs of being a really good player at corner, and now say, hey, we're going to slide you back to safety. Well, I Chris, think that's a bad decision. Chris Richard yesterday, I mean, he repeated it over and over. Byron is a corner. Yeah, he's Byron a corner. Is a cor- and then I asked him, I dared to ask him, what about Cheeto? Since other people talk about he it, said. he just looked at me straight in the eye, and he was like, Cheeto is a corner. There we go. I'm like, okay, good. Yes, <laughs> Chris Richard. Good. Yes. Then I asked, him, I asked him, so how much is, like, your opinion, like how who makes the decision here? Because you hear Stephen Jones and the Jones and I like the question. You know, asking or talking about oh, you have these guys that are uh-huh. flexible enough to play safety and corner. I'm like, okay, well, you're saying that these two guys are for sure corners. Then who really makes the decision? He looked at me straight in the eye again and was just like, well, it's a team evaluation we both get our input in a very political answer of course but i'm like okay didn't so. sound political when he was saying for the sixth time byron oh is yeah a corner. he's like it's a collaborative effort but right, i but, stood on the table but at the end of the day, it when it comes to the secondary i'm making the calls basically what he's yeah, saying i yeah. can't tell you that because that's not the way we roll around here but just know he's moved it he's out with a the, corner yep. <laughs> i would rather throw Derek out there in the number 28 than move byron <laughs> and Cheeto. i'm just saying I would rather uh, maybe not a bad idea. I it's an awful idea, and it's <laughs> I like it better than trying to move Byron or Cheeto. Yeah. Like why? Me too. I hate I'm that. You. I'm with you. Th- those two guys have been two of your most consistent players throughout training camp. Why would you take a position that you feel pretty good about and you feel like is could be a strength? We don't know what they're going to do in the regular season, but could be a strength and turn into something that's a bit of a question. That's, and another point, and it doesn't sound like it's going to happen, so it's not that it's not worth getting into. But that idea sounded great before we started practicing because you had Anthony Brown and Jordan Lewis, those guys haven't looked good enough to no. give me that kind of confidence in no. them. I've been, I've actually been somewhat disappointed by Jordan Lewis. I, I have not seen him make the kind of plays I thought he would make. And I've seen him in some moments where he's gotten beat a few times too, when I thought he probably would be better. So I'm not, I'm not in a, a rush to get him in the, in the start over one of those two guys I'm, in a starting position over one of those two guys. I'm intrigued by Nick, though. Cause, I mean, I hope he's right. I hope that they're planning on doing something more substantial with this position, but I'm not going to be surprised if they're just like, Woods will be back for the Giants game. And we're just like, okay, what? all if right. They do and they just go in that game like, hope it no, works. If they don't do something... I don't know what I'm going to do, but... It's going to be bad. <laughs> but Amber is not going to be very happy. Wow, she... The one thing I will say, though, is... the third person. I, <laughs> right. I'm a, little, I'm a little less concerned with that against Carolina than I would be in week two. If, if, they, if they feel like they can go into that, as long as you can tackle well, I think you can probably get by against a team like Carolina. I don't look at their passing game and say, I'm really, really worried about what they can do in the passing game. You get to New York... Good luck with that if you don't have a safety to be able to cover the, cover the back end. Just remember who's in Carolina now. DJ Moore, the GOAT. I hear guy. you. It's going to be his first NFL game. I'm yeah, feeling okay. I'm, I'm like, kidding. <laughs> I'm not too worried. I think he's going to be a great player, just like Michael Gallup, but I just, I'm not worried about him right now. You know, Until they show it, until that quarterback shows it, that he can consistently be a problem when it comes to the passing game. I'm not as worried about that as him running. He's an NFL MVP. I wonder what the And he was a great runner that year. Mm. A great runner. I just wonder what the holdup is. Like, I'm really like, what is the sticking point? 
Like what what draft pick or whatever is it? Like what's the sticking point? It's you know it's there. You know yes. that they you know they they're probably talked on the phone this week. Like it's I don't there. Know about that. I don't honestly, I honestly just, <laughs> though, I mean, think Nick, you you've been you know. I've never. I think it's. Anything. I honestly think it's just you know it's that stubbornness. Like nobody wants to blink. Everybody kind of knows this is what we're willing to do. You know what we're willing to do. I'm not. I'm not relenting. Matt, but, not, but that should have changed when your safety that you were had your fingers crossed for went down with a hamstring injury of two to four weeks. And if it's anything like the rest of the guys on this team, oh, four. That's absolutely Five. the worst time for it to change. If you're thinking about it from the standpoint of a negotiation and being on the positive end of a negotiation, that is the worst time to panic because then you have no leverage. So you're going with hat in hand saying. Uh, I know we said before that this is what we were willing to give up, but uh, we just lost our safety. And then like, you have no leverage whatsoever. And I don't, I don't. If you if you had lost Xavier Woods for eight weeks, if you had lost Xavier Woods for the season, then oh. maybe you're in dire straits. Okay. I think they may look at it as it may be one week of the regular season we have to deal with that. That shouldn't okay. make us panic. So if you're Seattle and you're sitting there and you were willing to to take a second round pick all along. And the Cowboys were like, no, we're not doing it. And now they come back and say, we'll do a second-round pick. Now you're going to change? You're going to change your thought because of, oh, we got more leverage? Maybe. Okay. Well, then you just sit and just hang tight with them then. And, I mean, if, if you think that's a, that's the issue, then he just keeps holding out. And I guess they, they don't really care, you know, because they know. That's not, I don't think the Cowboys do either. Like, I think the yeah. Cowboys look at it as, we don't have to make this move right now. Because if they did, they would have made this move months ago. Like, I think they really look at this and say, we don't feel like we have to make a move at our safety position right now. And we think we got enough players where we can get through this season and we think we can play well this season. That's at least what they think. And that okay. And if they didn't, they would have gotten him a long right. time ago. They would have made they, a play for him a long time ago. And if they think that way, then they're wrong. Okay. In my opinion, obviously. All right, let's move on. It, no, want, no, I'm, you, wait, you, you just no. said they think they've got enough, they, they've got the, the right players here. They don't. They're hiring guys out of, like, PE class and saying, can you please come safety for right. me? Right, well, well, the reason why they're having <laughs> – please come safety for me. That's good. Um, but, no, the reason why they're doing that is because Xavier Woods is out for two to four weeks. My point is – And he might be KP. I, he I might be. I understand that, but they are willing – they are willing so far, their action show, they are willing to give it a shot and see if – he can be what they drafted him to be, right? If not, they would have done something a long time ago. There were how many, Dave? How many weeks did you come in this show and say there's about a hundred safety sitting over there on the free agency pile? If they want to just go grab one of them, like there were a number of yeah, guys but you got that a they could have brought in. You got a new coach who, in your mind, you're thinking, okay, this guy can do magic here and develop certain guys and turn him into something great. And yes. He is a great coach, and yes, he's doing that with a few guys, but it doesn't always work out with every single guy. Right. There are exceptions. Now, as far as safety, there was no depth well, there to begin with, and the guys that were there, not proven. So, I mean, unless you talk about other positions, let's say wide receiver, not the same story, but still a, a position that they decided to really bring in a ton of depth there. Right. And then they don't do the same with a very, very key Position. Right. Uh, here's but, the thing. All of you guys are making valid points. I get it. My point is they still don't think that way because if they did, they would have had more safeties here. They didn't. I don't, I don't agree with that point because in April, May, and June, it was just a scab and it was barely bleeding. So the Band-Aid was on it. But now your arm is falling off. 
So now you need to do more than that. It's not just the same situation it was before. Now you better get this thing wrapped up because it's about to fall off. Okay. Uh, once again, you're making a great <laughs> point. They, they aren't, but I don't think there's anything that we've seen from them that suggests they they agree with that. We've right? set the record for longest Dave has gone without talking. <laughs> Dave's just enjoying this. He's I'm like, enjoying the he's show. Just looking back and forth like, ooh, look, good look point. What it looks ooh, like good here. point. It looks like he's lounging here. Derek looks like a cornered animal. And <laughs> I mean, it's like, I, but that's the point. I agree with a lot of their points. My I point is, wants the, the team Texas is not to come here more than points. you. Nobody wants Absolutely. the Texas player. Anymore. I've been, you know, know, we've talked in my office. There have been many. I know. Since the first time this all came up, it's been something I'd love to see. But I don't think the Cowboys, the people that are making the decisions, oh. I don't think they see this in the way well, you guys see it. I well, don't. You, you, you know, like, my stance here. Like, my chips have been all right there the <laughs> whole time. And I'm sitting here on, like, 4-7. So I'm just, like, hoping right. that – or I'm actually sitting on, like, a 2-9. That's what say, I'm sitting four sevens is, like, a really good hand, isn't it? it no, 4-7. I'm playing Hold'em. Oh, sorry. Oh, okay. I don't play poker. I'm sorry. So I'm, I'm actually, I was thinking the same thing, like, 4-7. I'm actually, that's good. Yeah. I'm actually sitting on a 2 and a 9. That's what I'm sitting on, mm. 2 and a 9, and hoping that there's other 2s and 9s. Yeah, Earl Thomas is twenty nine. If you got that. I, oh I God, I Good. didn't even Thank put you. that together. I just, I don't have any. I have no reason whatsoever to think that this is happening. This is pure speculation on my part. I haven't heard any whispers, but I just love the thought of like Chris Richard walking into the staff meeting and just being like, "What do What do I got to do? Like, are y'all kidding me right now? Just f- pick up the phone." To quote Travis Scott, "Just go." <laughs> Pick up the phone and call him and get my guy here. He's not even practicing right now. I just that's a fun mental image for me. Mm. All right, we're gonna take he a seems, break. He seems so intense too. They were like, "Hey, hey, Coach oh no, Richard. it would it would be, be like it would be yes, a lot yes. tenser than that." And Jason's like, "Um, we got him. Who's that? Earl. We, we finally you know, like, well about time." And then he like goes in there <laughs> to his meeting and starts working. You know. <laughs> I mean, he's so intense. I just gonna be a great head coach. I really don't. I don't know what to think anymore. It will. I don't think it's gonna happen. I think it'll happen next year when he's a free agent. That's what I think is gonna happen. That's my personal belief. Sorry, whoever does this after whoever sits here for hanging. Pretty nasty. Who sits here? Huh? Uh, Hanging with the boys. Nate, I think. I don't know. No, no. Shannon's here. Nate's over there. Kurt. Yeah. All right, let's take a uh, first break. When we come back, we're going to get to uh, talking a little bit about the defense. We didn't get a chance to get to the defense yesterday because we spent so much time on the offense. We did already cover the secondary, so we are going to talk a little bit about that defensive line uh, and the linebackers, which I'll tell you right now, my player right now that I think is going to be the best player on this defense is not the player that most people think. We'll talk about that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. I definitely have an Instagram foodie thing, but the low-light camera on my new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T is getting me a whole new world of likes and shares. Baskets of bread by candlelight, colorful fruit plates in full sun, even a dimly lit Cobb salad was recently hailed as a masterpiece. Come in now and ask how to get half off the new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T. AT&T, more for your thing. That's our thing. Limited time only. See store for details or att.com slash Samsung 50. 
The dual aperture supports F1.5 mode and F2.4 mode. Dual aperture is installed on the rear camera. Oh, I am craving a Dr. Pepper. I got some soda. I asked not for soda. I asked for ice-cold, craveable Dr. Pepper. Its flavor is more one-of-a-kind than a foretold sloth with a thirst for speed. <laughs> so stop settling for soda and start demanding Dr. Pepper. I love sloths. When you crave a Dr. Pepper, nothing else will do. Grab an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. Back to the break. Welcome back. It's the second second, second segment of the break. Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at mm. the Star. I want to take a moment just to uh, say congratulations to a couple guys here on this set. Dave Hillman and uh, and Kent Garrison and Taylor Stern and Kevin Timmons and Mike Marshall all won Emmy Awards last night. And I could not be prouder of you guys. That was a really, really great work. The you Dak won one documentary. Too. Yeah, but I'm, you guys are the, <laughs> the guys I want to celebrate right now. You guys did the Dak documentary. For those out there listening. You're not going to congratulate you, yourself? No, I'm not. For those out there that did not see the Dak documentary, you got to go check it out. Check out our uh, Connected TV. That's the best way to view it on your television uh, through Apple TV or Roku or Amazon Fire. Uh, but it was really, really a great documentary. Um, they went back. You guys traveled back to, um, to to Dak's old college, Mississippi State, spent some time with his old coach, with other people at the program, with Dak himself there, um, and just kind of talked about this love affair between Dak and that city and that university. And I thought it came out really well. And obviously the voters it, with the Emmys, also thought it came out really well, and you guys got uh, rewarded last night for for really great work. So great work to you guys! Congratulations! Thanks! Congratulations! Super, super duper rewarding experience. All praise on high to Kent, the Magic Man. Awesome magic work back man. there, man. You're incredible. Yeah. Um, Love you. <laughs> it yeah, it was it was a really cool experience. Uh, thank you. Yeah, and and to the guys that did the uh, year in special, that was the other win we got last night. Uh, Kevin Timmons and Mike Marshall. Uh, put together a really great year-end show. For those that didn't see it, we had uh, 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 Michael Irvin and Moose and Nate, uh, and they were all doing kind of some roundtable-type discussions, and if you can imagine those guys right. doing a discussion on the Cowboys after what happened last year, it was pretty good stuff. And, uh, and again, the voters thought it was worthy of an Emmy, so they got that Emmy Award. So uh, really, really great work. Very, very proud. We had a lot of nominations. We had seven nominations last night. So even for the guys that that didn't get the win, it just it speaks a lot. It speaks volumes about this team and the amount of creativity and hard work that goes in what we do. And I'm very proud of you guys. You guys do an awesome job every single day. So thanks, right. man. Let's move on. Let's talk defense. Let's talk defense. I um we just did that for, <laughs> for the whole first segment. We did, we did. But now we're gonna switch to a couple other positions on the defense, and we'll start first with another signing. Cowboys pick up a defensive tackle. Karan Reed, Dave, you said in the break that this was a player that you guys studied during the draft and that the Cowboys had some some interest or yeah. kind of liked a little bit. Well, it's funny. I literally had the thought yesterday. I didn't go to Jason Garrett's press conference. I didn't go to practice because we had the Emmys. And it, I even thought to myself, I was like, big, big deal. It's one day. Like, what are you going to miss? And 
I mean, I know it's a minor signing, but I got back to work and was like, holy crap, they signed Karan Reed. I remember him. Um, he was in the 2014 draft. He was in the same draft class as Coney Ely. He's a fifth round pick. He's not like this blue chip guy. Um, but I remember like he was intriguing. He's a big space eating one technique, the type of guy that we always talk about. They never seem like they have. Um, so I'm just, it's a name that stands out. I remember they had some interest in, in him during that draft cycle, which is probably why he's here. If I had to guess very similar to why they signed Coney Ely. So I doubt he makes the team just because most guys who sign on this late in camp don't, but it's something to keep an eye on in these last few practices for sure. You know, I, I think that he's got a pretty good chance actually to make the team. Um, I I feel like Tyrone Crawford now is just a tackle. I mean, I, I don't think he's going to be playing a whole lot of end. I think the, the, the emergence of Dorrance Armstrong and Taco playing pretty well and Randy Gregory and Demarcus Lawrence on top of that, I, I think that the Crawford just makes more sense when you're talking about getting your best rushers and your best linemen there. Um, I'm not saying he won't play any end, but for the most part, I would imagine he's going to play a lot of tackle. And by doing that, it might squeeze Jihad Ward out the door um, and keeping your one techniques. And, you know, I, I don't know if it's going to be a battle between Brian Price and Dayton Jones, who's banged up. That That's another thing. He's yeah. banged up. And then you got Antoine Woods. Who no, that's a good point. Haven't. I'm not saying he's fallen off. You just haven't heard a whole lot from him. But then again, you're not watching one on ones all the time like you were. I mean, that's where Antoine Woods was making his his you know his presence felt. So um, on a related note, and Jerry, you know, we're back. I guess we're back on the football schedule because Jerry Jones spoke on the, the radio this morning, which is a football season thing. Um, he said that they hope Malik Collins will be ready for Carolina. Totally forgot, and I totally forgot about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's so. that's a good forget because he certainly will be in the mix. Absolutely, if not starting. I would assume he's starting. So who's your three start. techniques then? Him and Crawford. I, well, I hope him Malik. and Crawford. Crawford's making the team, so yeah, that'd be that's great. Crawford, if it was right? Him and Crawford, and then you you just figure out your one just techniques. Give give me a guy who can play one so that Malik doesn't have to. Like, so let me throw another thing into the mix. Don't say David Irving. I was going to say week five. <laughs> how does that change or does it change? Don't do that. I was going to say Irving won't play again, but I've already been down that road. <laughs> there's always, there's nah, always a guy. He will play again because he needs that accrued season. Yes, he's he does. Play. Yeah. Like, An- Antoine Woods is going to have a half sack against the Panthers and somebody's going to call us and be like, what are they going to do to get Irving on the team? And it always takes care of itself. No, and I'm, my question was not about getting him on the team. You could find that. Like, you're right. There's going to be some way to figure that out. I'm talking about from a depth standpoint and from snap standpoint, if those two guys are playing the three, is David Irving a one technique? I mean, where do you where do you use him? David but, Irving. What happens with those other guys? Do you move a leak back to a one technique? Or David Irving's a football player, honestly. Like put put him on the line wherever you put I, him. I, I'll play him at end. I don't care. You know, I think he's better at tackle, but yeah. just put him out there. I if don't care. if they remember the other day, we were really struggling about what are they going to do between Brian Price and Antoine Woods and Jahad Ward and Dayton Jones and the Cowboys said we hear all of that and we're going to go get Karan Reed. So they they don't feel as strongly about some of those guys. I'm not yeah. saying all of them, but there's a couple of guys in there that they just don't feel good about. Good point. They I honestly mean, may believe, hey, we got a, just a bunch of eh, guys. We got a bunch of guys. We don't have anybody we think is going to really stand out, and they're just kind of searching at this point. If I had you to know, put, my, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just saying he played for the Lions two year, uh, four years ago. That's who drafted him. Yeah, and I was you know about to I was writing the story and I was about to be like he played with Marinelli for you know under Marinelli and I didn't realize this was his sixth year does that seem like that's gone by fast Rod Marinelli's Marinelli been here for six years has, now. Seem like a long time he's been here the whole time I have like I've never known a Dallas defense that didn't have Marinelli wow I didn't know. think about it like that that's yeah. true yeah um long time so no what was, oh 
but Ward, Ward and Jones were your starters, like all through the spring and up into the first week of training camp. And if I had to put money on it, I would still pick them to make the 53, but like, I certainly don't feel good about it. I don't think you could call that a lock by any stretch. Ward seems like it's just been yeah. nosediving kind of. You're, you're not wrong. Yeah. All right. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk about this defense overall. Um, during the first, and Dave, you and I were talking about this the other day, it's hard to, to sometimes tell. I know with the offense, we kind of said, okay, the first team was out there for this number of possessions. Uh, it's been a little bit different on the defense because they've kind of had this mixing of first and second team players throughout the preseason, even early in games. But if you want to kind of just get an idea, pretty much you look at these two games, defense has given up a touchdown in basically four quarters of football, which to me sounds like a, you know, I'll take that all day, right? Um how much are you guys buying into the idea that maybe this defense is is going to turn the corner this year and may have? Because if you think about it, it, traditionally what you've always heard about defense is if you can get a really good player, a player that makes a difference on each of the three levels, then you're on to something, right? And you start looking at right now what they got at defense on the defensive line particularly. You got Tank Lawrence. He's the best player on that unit. You look at the linebackers. I personally believe Jalen's going to be your best linebacker this year, but you got Sean Lee there at middle linebacker. Um, I'm sorry, weak, weak side linebacker. Are you saying that because you don't think Sean's going to play all 16 games? Yes, okay. I, don't, I don't know if I buy into the fact he'll play all 16 games. Okay. And I think Jalen will. Okay. Um, and then you look at the cornerbacks right now, and the cornerbacks, again, for what we see at this moment, are playing really, really well. Are you buying into the idea that this defense may turn the corner this year and actually be the better unit and not just kind of, hey, keep them off the field as long as possible? Is this the same argument and discussion that you guys had on the break? On on the beat on the beat. No, sorry. When we were coming off the break, and it got it made it into the beat. That was very clearly about Demarcus Lawrence. Yes, that was specific. And the the point that I was making was is I don't think you can have a. I don't think this this defense will be great if you don't have a great player. You got to have a great player or two. Um, And you don't call Demarcus Lawrence a great player. Well, I I think he had a a great season. You don't call Demarcus Lawrence a great player. No. No. And like neither did the Cowboys, or they would have signed him to a long-term well, they're deal. They're paying him $17 million. Hey, that says he's a great player to them, for, at least for they're, now. They're, right? No, they are renting a, a, a you don't don't yacht rent, right you don't now. Rent, you don't rent an average player for $17 million. You I rent didn't a guy say that, average. See, that, that's, the, that's what keeps getting changed here. Okay. I didn't say average. I've right. never said average. I said he's good. He's and he You don't rent a good player for $17 million. You don't. I don't think a good. I don't think a great player has only done it once out of what three years. You don't franchise guys that are just rock solid, just locks. You don't. Well, Aaron Donald got franchised. Well, twice. <laughs> Is he on the third one? I mean, uh, for clearly the Rams clearly for whatever reason aren't sold. Well, that they yeah, he's the best do. defensive tackle in football. But I know why aren't they paying him that money? They're not paying. I think again, you look at the NFL. Teams have a, a vested interest in franchising because they can keep pushing it out. They're willing to pay that one-year deal because in football, as we all okay. know, injuries come, and you never know when that injury is going to come. And so if you can we're, just keep paying just one-year deals, it's worth it to pay uh, even more. Okay, we're, getting, are, we're getting kind of sidetracked on, on, on what we're trying to say here. I, let's, let's talk about the defense. Okay. I think it comes down to five second-round picks. Okay, You get five of them. If three of them can be really, really good to great, then you can have a good defense. And okay. you've got Sean Lee, Demarcus Lawrence, Cheeto, uh, Randy Gregory, and Jalen Smith. If you get those guys, and, and three of those five were top fifteen players, and they fell on for different board, reasons yeah. on their board, for, yeah. fell for different reasons. If you can get wild card plays, especially out of Gregory and Jalen Smith, 
then this defense can be great. Yeah. It really can be if these two guys, and they're the wild cards, but you need those other second-round picks to, to, to be good. I mean, there are a ton of ifs. No doubt about it. There's a ton of ifs when you, but, when you talk about this but, defense. But they, they had to build this team thinking Jalen may not come back, and they had to build this team thinking Randy Gregory will not play again. And now they're surprised they're here. So they can come into this situation. And if they do, and if, and if Gregory plays anywhere close to his college potential, and same for Jalen Smith, then yes, this defense can be really good, especially if Sean Lee can stay healthy. Might be the biggest if of all. That's and I'm trying to think of a way to say it because I've been so stupidly impressed by this defense all preseason. But it it can be fool's gold to a degree. It just that's just the way this works. The 0 and 16 Detroit Lions went 4 and 0 in the preseason. Like that's well, that stuff. Cowboys happens. also a good start because they haven't no, won yet. You you want to lose preseason games. Good teams <laughs> lose losing. preseason games. You want to win the first half. Yeah, and, yeah, it's so, done and they exactly have. Right, well, yeah. and that's they look incredible. Honestly, I was following up on this Jerron Johnson news, and I had a conversation with somebody over there that was just like, we were just kind of BSing about you know the preseason and how things have looked, and they're just like, this defense looks crazy good, don't you think? And I was like, honestly, yeah, and I'm surprised that I'm saying that out loud, but it has. But again, it's there's a lot of ifs. If Sean Lee can stay healthy, if Randy Gregory can contribute like he has so far, if Jalen Smith. It looks this way in the regular season. Byron Jones, too. We raved yes, about him right. last preseason, and it really didn't translate that well. Um, but if it all comes together, I think this could be one of the most dominant defenses in the league. You know, I, 100%. Wow, that's even big. No, I thought you were going to say in the last few years with the Cowboys. But yeah. do I think all of those things will come together? No. Some, I mean, you know, somebody's going to get hurt. Somebody's going to disappoint. And this will be a good defense. I don't think it's going to hit all of those benchmarks. Um I think this could be the best defense of Rod Marinelli's tenure here, which the bar is not that high, but I do think that could be true. What What is good about this is is Gregory in the sense of if you were to get him on any other team and draft him, drafted him high, he'd have to play you know a certain amount of snaps to justify his position. But the fact that he was picked number 60 and then set out for two years now uh, for an NFL suspension. Now, if he comes back and, you know, you had to get other guys in here, and it looks like Taco's pretty good and maybe Armstrong can help. And if all Gregory has to do is come in here on third and long and rush the passer, then that is what he's best at. If you have to sit there and play 70 snaps and he gets hit by a right tackle all game long, it might be different. But they're just asking him to come in here fresh and rush the, rush the passer. That could be really good for him. What are your what are your badass defenses in the league right now? Remember, like you know, from from oh three to oh nine, the Bears were always the first fantasy defense drafted, and then it was the Seahawks. I think they're kind of taking a dip now, but the Rams are going to be badass. Am I just say the Bears? Oh three to oh nine. Yeah, like the Marinelli Bears. They all. I mean, they were the fantasy gods well, mainly the because they had Hester, and Hester would return oh, right. all his yeah. points. Plus, they, yeah. they they scored points like nobody's you. business. A lot of they did, and a lot of it. They did have a lot of turnovers. You're right about but that. But anyway. Yeah. The Rams, the Vikings, um, the Texans, the Broncos. So you're asking who's the best right now? I'm saying I think the Vikings the, are the best. The right upper now. echelon. The mm. Cowboys are not there. They're not yeah, in that right. elite group, but it's totally plausible that they're in that next tier, like some somewhere between six and twelve in See, terms of fan, defense. You're talking about fantasy though? See, no, I'm just no, talking just about overall. overall. Just I was just using yeah. fantasy to illustrate my right. point. Right. And, yeah. and the, the big difference there between I think fantasy and the and the Cowboys is the fact that they don't they don't get a lot of turnovers. Yeah, no, that's very and, true. And they don't score touchdowns off of them as well. Although but, in the preseason well, with the speed yeah, they're getting turnovers. That's the crazy the speed. The speed on this defense is unreal. Yes. Jalen. Joe Thomas. 
Joe Thomas, yes. Cheeto, um, Byron. 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 Talk Byron. about the pick before you get in trouble on Twitter again. <laughs> what? The interception by Cheeto. Oh. <laughs> yeah, what do you guys have to say? I mean, obviously, it was a great, a great interception. Was. Probably the best I've seen on the Cowboys for a long, time. It was long the time. best play that a Dallas defensive back has made in my time covering the team, which is five full seasons plus this preseason. Yeah. Second it's, best for me because it happened in the in the preseason. I think what Jeff Heath did against the ba- uh, Raiders was pretty good. Okay, well, right, I'm, you're talking about just playing right, on the ball. Right, you're, right. On the ball. You're, you're right. I shouldn't say best play. I should like best interception. Yeah, best takeaway. Yeah, you know, you guys are going to want to fight me on this, but it's those types of plays of why in the body type that why people have thought, you know what, he's got safety skills because it's those ball-hawking-type plays. Now, not to say that a corner can't have them because they haven't had corners that can make those plays, but it's those types of reactionary plays to go up and, and, and high-point the ball and make a great play like that is why somebody has said, man, you take that with his body type, and this guy looks like a safety, you know? So I, I, I'm with you. Keep him at corner right now, but I can see why he's got those traits for it. I see the logic 100%. I'd just rather have two good cornerbacks than if, a good corner. I, good you guys safety. were right. If Jordan Lewis was making this interesting, like if he was really pushing them, then it would make more sense. Right, right. But he's not. He hasn't and Anthony played well. Brown, I, Anthony, I Anthony Brown's a flag machine right yeah. now. Yeah, so, I mean, right now there's nobody that's the third cornerback that I feel like needs to be the number two for you to make that kind of move. Keep those two cornerbacks in place. I agree. What about Duke? He's he's been Duke's been all right. He's Duke's been, been all right. He yeah, might Duke's make the right. team. Right? I I think honestly, I I think Duke should make. He might the team. be your kick returner, especially with yeah. Deontay uh, Thompson. Yeah, you know I think Duke. I'm I'm I got Duke on the team right now. When when you when you think about um, the injury to Xavier Woods, and you think about well, how long is he going to be out? Two to four weeks, maybe it's the two. I mean, look at guys like Deontay Thompson, speed guys like that. I mean, it's always later than that when it comes to hamstring injuries. So Okay, I want to bring these two conversations together. We're going to take a break, but I want to bring these two conversations together. And I'm asked the question, uh, if all the things that Dave laid out, all those questions, all those ifs, if all that works out, is safety a big enough issue that it can derail this defense if all those other things work out? We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas-based Jack Black, is the number one best-selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit GetJackBlack.com Cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black, look good, smell good. Feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com cowboys. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? 
It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. Back to the break. Welcome back to the final segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. I'm really enjoying the conversation today. Thank you, guys. This is really good. Really, yeah. really good. All right. Dave, give me a... So, uh, I I and Kent and Taylor, we won we won an Emmy last night. Yep. And I, after I made sure with you that I didn't need to be at work early, yes. I celebrated it. You did. I, I poured a few drinks. Yeah. And so, I woke up this morning... I wasn't feeling my best. I mean, I was feeling great because of the, you know, you right. want an Emmy, but I wasn't feeling my best. And I was like, how can I combat this feeling? Yeah. I know I'll put on my Tommy John. Yeah. And that's what I did. I changed into a fresh pair of Tommy John underwear. So comfortable. So, yes, Nick. Oh, oh wait. I'm waiting for you to finish. Just so, like, I immediately, like, my mood increased by, like, three levels as soon as I got done getting dressed. I was like, <laughs> rewind back a few hours. And the Emmy. For the best uh, documentary goes to, and then Dave realizes I'm not wearing Tommy John's because I'm really, it, I'm so nervous right now that I don't want to mess up this pair that I have. So sure. I'm not wearing Tommy John to the thing. But if we win and I get excited, then tomorrow I will. Sure, I, I did. How did you know that? I don't know that. Oh, I'm just oh, guessing. He didn't. didn't want, he was so nervous. He didn't yeah. want to mess up his good pair. I didn't think. I did not think to put on my Tommy John before the show last night. Oh, uh, so I was uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable. All the way. Just, that's yeah, no, it wasn't good. But so uh, go to TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys and you too can feel great when you put your underwear on. Rumor has it. Rumor has it that Dave may or may not have been seen in a bar last night with his trophy. I literally, I my best friend in the whole world, Meg Murray, came out with me to celebrate. And I was like, am I a douche if I bring this to into the bar and she was like absolutely but you won an emmy who cares go for like, it yeah so that's what i did that's the best thing that was, was the awesome. best story i've ever heard i should it was have awesome. done the same thing that would have been fun poured a drink for her it's great nice. an awesome time for her yeah better take a little sip for dump sure her in. yeah it's good if it was you know it's like, like you and ovechkin well, like y'all were in the same plane like, like drake when drake won a grammy he did shots out of because it's a you know it's like a cup yeah, yeah. i wish unfortunately the emmy is not shaped that way right or i would have done the same <laughs> i'm sure you would have all right let's get back to it we got one question we want to finalize here before the end of the show uh i asked the question we've been talking in the first segment about the safety position and what was going on there in the second segment we talked about this defense you guys laid out a lot of different ifs and question marks and all the kinds of things that could derail this defense but let's assume for a second that all that works out let's assume for a second that Jalen really is what he's been in the preseason let's assume byron is what he is let's assume that that average player in demarcus lawrence ends up being a great player again this year let's assume all that works out right is safety a big enough position? Does it hold enough potential problems that if they can't fix the safety position, it'll derail this defense from being a great defense to being just average or below? See, yes, I I really don't think so, honestly. And I'm I'm hey, you and I we go way back with this safety thing. But if everything you just said happens, I th- I don't think it'll matter. I think that is a a, a hole you can hide. Um, if everybody else is playing like that, if Jalen Smith is playing like a pro bowler and Sean Lee, who is a first team all pro when he's healthy is available and DeMarcus is doing his thing. And Greg, like if all that stuff is happening, I don't care. I mean, I'd love to have Earl Thomas. Don't get me wrong, but 
I think you can plug in a serviceable player and be fine. Yeah, I do think uh, the safety position will. Um, it could hurt him. Uh, I don't. I'm not buying that all those things are going to happen because nothing's really. And that's all. That's ever happened. Yeah, that's fair. Other that's than fair. Demarcus had a good, a really good season. That's the only thing you can count on. But you can't really count on the fact that those two guys do it two years in a row. I mean, Demarcus Ware did it, and they haven't had a lot of guys like that. So, I, I think um, if you don't have a guy back there that knows what he's doing. And, and knows this team and this scheme, yeah. I mean, like I said before, all it takes is one, you know, oh, I thought the guy was going here. I thought it was going down, and I thought he had help. And the next thing you and, know, And we've seen how much just one player can affect the game. If, if they're not playing good or if they're hurt or whatever, and that position specifically is one where you're basically on your own back there unless your other guy comes in and helps you. But again, like just Nick pointed out, if you don't know where you're going or whatever, just one simple second mistake can really cost you a whole game. And it doesn't matter how much the offense is scoring. And that's another thing. When you were talking about the defense, to me last year, our defense wasn't horrible. It wasn't the greatest, but I thought they had some potential. Mm -hmm. And they were doing some things that, sadly or unfortunately, the offense wasn't able to take advantage of. So I think that if the offense is also able to move along and help the defense, that's going to make a big difference as far as how great this defense can be. All right. We appreciate you guys joining us. We're going to be back tomorrow. Uh, check the website for the time. Tomorrow it's going to be a, a little bit of a different schedule tomorrow and Thursday, but make sure you check the website. We'll let you know what time we're going to be on. Till then, for Nick Eaton, David Hellman, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about-